different people looking at one single situation might imagine ten different scenarios. For instance, if there is a woman crying in the streets, one onlooker might think, "Oh no, I wonder if she just broke up with her boyfriend." Another might think, "Maybe she had a rough day at work." Others might also think, "Did she just get some bad news?" Or, "I hope she's not in trouble." One of those guesses may be true, but it's also possible that none of these are true, unless someone actually goes up to the woman and asks, "What's wrong? Why are you crying?" and receive an answer from her. All those guesses are exactly that—guesses, presumptions, assumptions. And yet, too often we catch only a brief glimpse of someone. And jump to our own conclusions, and believe our conclusions to be the truth. That is how most misunderstandings start, isn't it? Being too confident about our own conjectures. I'm Lena Park, and this is one fine day. Welcome to One Fine Day with Lena Park. We started today's show with Broccoli Nomada or Broccoli U2 with their song Ujima, Don't Cry. For that woman in the street, hopefully there is no woman on the street crying. Well, welcome to a new week. Today is the first day of a new month, and coincidentally, May first here in Korea is Labor Day. Now, Labor Day is just an observance. It's not an official public holiday, so some people get it off. Some people don't. So those who may be at work today might assume that those who do have the day off are having a sweet, sweet Monday, either resting at home or out playing somewhere. But that is just an assumption, isn't it? And then we assume anyone not at work would be having a sweet day. And then when we're not at work, we assume anyone at work might be grumbling and complaining. But who knows? We don't really know. Even the opposites can be true, and it's all conjecture unless, of course, we ask. So let me ask you: How are you? How is your Monday going? Are you at work? Not at work? Is May first or May Day a holiday in your part of the world as well? Alas, I am not at this work at the moment, so I am unable to share your responses on the air in real time. But I certainly hope that won't stop you from sharing. You can do that on Kong, or on the message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr, or by leaving comments on our Instagram posts at KBS One Fine Day. Or on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/EnglishKBS, you can comment there, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com/slash/KBSWorldRadioService. And if you have a Korean phone number, you can also send a text message to sharp eight one five zero. A regular SMS text will cost fifty one, and a long text or MMS message will cost one hundred won per text. In part two of today's show, we'll be joined by music critic Youngdae Kim for our look into the world of K-pop from the outside. For our K-pop in outside segment, I hope you guys stay tuned for that. Let's move right along to our next song. Here are the Peppertones with their song "Thank You." That was "Thank You" by the Peppertones, and as a thank you to our listeners, we give away prizes by draw every day. Did you know? 
Send your messages on Kong. Comment on our social media posts. Write on any of the message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr. Or if you're in Korea, you could even send me a text to sharp eight one five zero, and you will be automatically entered into the daily prize draw. Prize winners are selected each day after the show, so if you sent in any feedback. Don't forget to check the notice section on our web page. If you find your screen name or part of your phone number on the list, send us your shipping info via email, and we'll send you your prize as soon as possible. And now for our next song break, let's listen to Mate and their song "Uran Noege" for my melancholy, followed by From with her song "Kron Kejori Tanayo" breeze I come across. 맘없는 사랑은 진실할 수 없다는 걸 알잖아 We just heard from in her song 그런 계절이잖아요 Breeze I come across And before that mate And their song 우울한 너에게 Or for my melancholy Next up, we're going to listen to 50-50 song, Cupid, the twin version. Now, if you've been living under a rock, you don't need to know or be introduced to 50-50, right? Wow, they are all the rage. They're one of the new K-pop girl groups that's been awing the audience all over the world. They only debuted in November last year, so less than half a year ago. But they've already had one of their songs chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Cupid is the song. It was released as a single in February this year, and the song was released in Korean and in English, the latter of which has been dubbed the Twin Version. So here it is, Cupid Twin Version by Fifty Fifty. You're listening to One Fine Day with Lena Park on KBS World Radio. Reruns of One Fine Day are aired multiple times throughout the day, and you can catch them on our website or via our mobile apps like Kung and KBS World Radio on air. Our broadcast timetable is available on the website and on the mobile apps, so please take a look. Past episodes of the program are available for streaming in the Listen Again menu on the website or via podcast as well, which means you can listen to us whenever you'd like, wherever you are. All you have to do is look us up wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember, though, that the songs we play on the show are not included on the podcasts due to copyright reasons. Up next is today's parallel universe, but first, here's a song by Astro. It's Knock. They're different, but not entirely. Two different songs from two different parts of the world. It's like they belong to a parallel universe. It's time to listen to a couple of songs that are seemingly nothing alike, but actually somewhat similar in one way or another upon closer inspection. One K-pop track and one non-K-pop track. It's parallel universe. And today we will listen to two songs that are about eyes. We'll start with the K-pop song Eyes by Eyes One. This global idol girl group was formed through a variety TV show back in 2018. As soon as they made their official debut, their debut album became the best-selling debut album by a girl group in Korea. And it topped a whopping 17 charts across the globe. 
Although everything they released became gold, unfortunately, as per the concept of that variety TV show, the group was dissolved as of April 29th of 2021. As for their song Eyes, it was a part of their first studio album, entitled Bloom Eyes, which was released in 2020. The song starts out like this. Now I'm crazy for you, crazy fall in. Let me be the only one to see those eyes. Crazy for you, crazy fallen, eyes on me. Get lost in me a little deeper, the labyrinth of colors that's connected mesmerizingly. I hope you fall in soon. I hope you'll forget the time too. All right, using eyes as a focal point for just look at me and be attracted to me, pay attention to only me. Kind of clever, I think. For a non-K-pop song, we will listen to Eyes by American singer-songwriter and producer Bozzy. Since debuting through social media back in 2013, Bozzy has been noted for his 90s-style R&B sounds. In fact, he's cited artists like Justin Timberlake, Bryson Tiller, Duran Duran, Michael Jackson, and Guns N' Roses as some of his, may I say, diverse influences. His song Eyes was released as a single just last month, and it goes like this. In those eyes, I feel it all over. Inside her, losing composure. I'm holding on for my life. Drowning in those eyes. I'm shaking, pulling me closer. Replayed it 20 times over. I'm holding on for my life. Drowning in those eyes. All right. That's pretty romantic. Just talking about how beautiful this person's eyes are. That he's just drowning in them. All right. Let's listen to these two songs back to back right now. Eyes by Eyes One. Followed by Eyes by Bozzy. Now I'm crazy for you, crazy falling, make it my Those songs we just heard were Bozzy's Eyes and before that Eyes One's Eyes. Those were the Parallel Universe songs of the day. In part two of today's show, we'll be outsourcing some outsiders, outstanding understandings of that outrageously complicated world we call K-pop. Of course, with help from outspoken music critic and ethnomusicologist Yongdae Kim for this week's K-Pop Outside. I'll be right back with part two, and while you wait, here is Billy with the song Unoya. Welcome to part two of One Fine Day with Lena Park. In just a moment, we will get an expert outsider's view into the world of K-pop with music critic Youngdae Kim, so don't change the channel. Let me just remind you one more time how you can reach me if you have any questions or comments. You can text me at sharp8150 if you're in Korea. If you are anywhere else in the world, feel free to message me on Kong, right on the various message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr, or leave me a comment on our posts on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day and Facebook at facebook.com slash EnglishKBS. If you're streaming us on YouTube at KBS World Radio Service, feel free to leave your comments there as well. Let's take a quick song break now to give our expert guest some time to settle in. First up is Jinu Sean with Marejo Tell Me. And then after that, 17 with their song, Inome Inki, or Still Lonely.
The world of K-pop is ever-changing and ever-evolving. You think you're keeping up, but all it takes is a blink of an eye before you find yourself playing catch-up. Fortunately, we know some folks in the know. Experts who can help us stay on track by sharing their secrets from the inside, as well as their well-trained views from the outside. It is time for K-pop Inside Outside. K-Pop Inside Outside is a segment designed to help us keep up to date and learn a little bit more about K-Pop from two different points of view. Now, as always, sharing his very well-informed views from the outside, we have music critic, ethnomusicologist, and author Youngdae Kim joining me in the studio this week for K-Pop's Outside. Welcome back. Hi, I'm the outsider. Hi. (laughs) Insider, outsider. I mean, obviously, I think uh, we were a little inspired by the whole inside out thing going on, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, definitely so. Well, um, it's nice to see you so soon again. And also, it is the start of the fifth month of 2023. Already? So, May. You, know, I, you know, I was just thinking about this. It's been actually, we've seen you through a couple of four seasons here. How long has it been since you've been back in Korea now? Has it been two years already? I haven't finished my first book to read. It's my biggest frustration. <laughs> always, Since you came back? Always on January, in January, every year. Your New Year's I resolution? A, yeah, I have a resolution and a big plan. Right, and to big... read books, right? <laughs> yeah. Me too, same thing. But my list of books <laughs> hasn't changed for the past <laughs> seven years. <laughs> the uh, list of books stays the same Oh my. I feel really? so ashamed. May. May first. We are in May of 2023. Isn't oh, that crazy? No. I know. I've I've been so busy lately. Uh, today, obviously, a pre-recorded show, but today my album drops. So if you guys are listening, it drops. I think in like now. <laughs> I think it oh. just dropped. Um, and so you guys can check that out. Um, but because of this album dropping today, I. I don't even know where April went, and now I feel a little shocked that it's March, mm-hmm. May. Because mm-hmm. again, like you said, all those New Year's resolutions. I'm like, no, we're getting close to the halfway point. Oh, the, oh are so, you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is nothing, not, uh, nothing to do with this. But mm-hmm. um, last time we met, uh, yeah. we we ate, we ate dinner together mm-hmm. with with Steps. Yeah. Uh, I realized yeah. that you you are the biggest fan of Tolkien. I'm a big fan, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. So I, I heard that <laughs> yes. you regularly <clears throat> reread yeah. the... The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I read... The first time I read it, I think I was in high school-ish. Yes. Wow. And at, during high school, I, was, I just read a lot of fantasy and a lot of science mm-hmm. fiction. So I just... Whoosh, 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 right? And then I didn't read it again. It wasn't until later in life mm. um, that I don't know. For some reason, it it was like a happy place for me. Mm-hmm. And then every mm-hmm. couple of years, I kind of needed to go back I see. to that I happy see. P- and revisit that whole yeah. journey, uh, part nostalgia, and also always finding something new. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I don't ever read books twice, ever. Mm. That's not a habit for me. What, what, um, okay, yeah, I yeah. never read reread any books, mm-hmm. hardly ever. But those only are the Lord only the yeah. Those are the only three books that Including I including The Hobbit. Mm, no, I don't really mm, read The Hobbit. Okay. I have read The Hobbit about mm-hmm. four or five times mm-hmm. because it's actually a really short read. Yeah. Uh, but Lord of the Rings is what I want to go back to sometimes. H- have you have you read mm-hmm. S- Silmarillion? Is I it? have read the Silmarillion. Okay. How, 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 it re- how it, is it? It reads like a textbook. It's uh, not a. Okay. It's not one story. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a collection of histories, collection of short tales. Mm. That uh, Tolkien was using to world build. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I could go on. I could go on for the entire uh, length of K-pop outside. That's on always this, my yeah. one of my to do in my to do mm-hmm. list. Yeah, to read Lord of the to Rings. To read, I, no, Silmarillion. Oh, to read the Silmarillion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I don't think you have to. 
<laughs> on, honestly, I read it once and I was done because okay. it does read a lot like an encyclopedia a little mm, bit, right? Mm, uh, facts mm. and collections. Like uh, if you ever read the appendix or something yeah. of Lord of the Rings, it's like that, but a whole book full. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy Talk, talking about this thing. Lord of the <laughs> yeah, Rings, what a movie. Yeah, we, we, we found that we were fellow nerdy nerds. Um, we love science fiction and That's fantasy good. genre. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, today, we're also having a little bit of a nostalgia kind of sure. dose of like full-on yeah. nostalgia for a very special and, and episode timely. of K-pop Outside. Yeah, very timely. Very timely. Um, pick mm-hmm. of 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 the of the artist. It is Deuce. <gasps> the Deuce. Yes. So um, it is D U D E U X. By the way, which is do. Do uh, yeah. But uh, they're pronounced. It's pronounced Deuce. Deuce yeah. In in Korean, I was always confused because I thought it should just be D E U C E. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a. But it was just a, one of those. That's usually Deuce. Conglish. Um, yeah. Conglish. They made it so clear. Yes. In uh, in their very first album, yeah. in the on uh, on the very first track. Yes. D E U X Deuce. Paro yogi sushiya kage so. Yes. Yeah. It was a it was a slight contradiction that always I'm not gonna lie, it kind of always bothered me, okay? <laughs> but we forgive them. Korean pronunciation sure. is deuce. Uh English spelling is D E U X. It's you know, it's like Pinzino is Pinzino. Uh, Come on. You know, we can do it. we're intelligent enough to handle two yeah. different spellings. Yeah. Uh, where are we going to start with? As when and to start our discussion of Deuce, I mean, uh, maybe a sh- short introduction. Oh, first of all, it, why is it timely? Is it thirtieth anniversary? Thirtieth already. Nineteen ninety-three. Where are you? <sighs> Junior high school. Nineteen ninety-three. Eighth yeah. grade. Eighth grade. It was a great year too. Eighth yeah, grade, you know, because um... for me, you know, high school starts in ninth grade in mm-hmm. the U.S. So I finally, I'm the upperclassman. Mm-hmm. Right, and we get all our trips. We're graduating. Yeah, we have our big dance. Nineteen ninety-three. <laughs> there were a lot of great songs. Oh yeah, from nineteen ninety-three. Great, great um, year for music as well. Nineteen ninety-three. What 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 song did we have? Uh, um, we had UB forty. UB forty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. UB forty. Red, can't have falling in love. Yeah, can't have falling in love. Uh, um, and yeah. speak, and then you too. Maybe Aso Base too. Yeah, Aso Base is really big. Um, Janet Jackson. B fifty twos. B fifty twos. You love Shaq. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. It, uh, it's a great year. Good stuff. Great Janet year. Jackson. Golden year yeah. of um, old Some pop great music. Old pop music. Old pop music. And the and beginning of pretty much. Changing the K-pop world as we know it, mm-hmm. and that was the debut. Of Deuce. So now, now <clears throat> we see Deuce as a, sort of like a godfather of Korean hip hop, mm-hmm. or the um, kind of progenitor, uh, yes. or the um, a pioneer of Korean hip hop. I, I like pioneer. Yeah, but mm-hmm. to be to be exact, um, yeah. there were a lot of other guys who who've done a hip hop or rapish kind of music or rap dance music mm-hmm. or. Um, House slash rap music, right. uh, even way way before way this, before this came out. Like we all know that you know, even Hong Sabum, mm, right? That's right. First officially, yes. The first Korean Official. rap song ever. Yeah. Uh, Kim Sakat and yeah. uh, Shin Hye Chol and his group Next. Yes. And even Kong Hirobi uh, made yes. a some uh, earlier. Hip hop, hip hop, rap, inspired, yeah, inspired yes, tracks. Yes, that's it true. It was more of a more of a new jack swing at the time, but mm-hmm. anyway, they they did raps, yeah. uh, at least. Mm-hmm. Then Hyunjin Young came along. That's right. And uh, Lee Hyunwoo as well. Right. Um, they did their own thing. Right, right. So <laughs> whether it's elaborate or not, so we can't say Deuce was first. No, but, not the first. But there was, we could see, like with all of the artists that you mentioned, uh, kind of an interest because this was also very fertile emerging genre in western music yeah. and obviously that was a big influence yeah. here Deuce there's something different about them they kind of transformed elevated right. introduced a lot of new elements into K-pop forever I mean when forever it comes changed. to rap yeah uh, Sateji did it first, right? That's true. That's right. And a lot of like a hybrid hip-hop rock right. sound right, right, but right. it was more of a kind of experiment mm-hmm. of, of genres yes, rather than 
um, you know, focusing on the on the culture, right. hip hop as a culture mm-hmm. or music. Right. But Yeondo was different. He's right. a he's a purely he's, he's in the hip hop. Yeah, culture. in the hip hop, he, yes. he's from the, that black culture right. as as a dancer in right. Taiwan, mm-hmm. and uh, he was. For him, this this black music, whether mm-hmm. it's R and B or hip hop, what was uh was his identity? Yeah, yeah, that was the the Is that the biggest fundamentally difference? different yeah. aspect of Deuce, uh, whether it's Kim Sung Jae or yeah. or Lee Hyun Do yeah. as a producer as a performer, hip hop was their identity mm-hmm. and the thing they they um they pursue. Um, so that I think that's why you know a, as a music fan, a lot of a lot of people. Consider them, regarded them as a as a true beginning of Korean rap. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, well, Satish was was great. Mm-hmm. Hyun Jin Young did, did his own thing. Yeah. But Deuce, um, they really, you know, successfully launched a uh, more serious side of Korean hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's rhyming right. or production mm-hmm. beats and consistency. And uh, all the kind of relevant sounds yeah. that only hip hop lovers or black music fans mm-hmm. would create at the time. Right, right. So basically, a big shot of authenticity. Sure. A different source, like you said, fundamentally different. Yeah. Let's listen to a song, and we'll be back with more. Here's Juice with Nader. Torapa. Turn around and look at me. <laughs> That was Juice with Nader Torabwa. Turn around and look at me is one popular English title floating on the internet. This was the debut song, as we we could hear in the beginning, the intro that you actually enacted. It's very close. It's very good job. Is it the things that our brains retain? I mean, that's, that itself, the intro, yeah. mm-hmm. beatboxing, yeah. and introducing themselves. That's it, true. It's an integral, integral part of hip-hop, right? That's true, right? Yeah. That identification. And then we see so yes, many yes. different versions of that later on. We, You know, every JYP song that goes, JYP, <laughs> even, even though it's not hip-hop. Yeah. That came from hip-hop. It's all about authenticity. Right? You have to and make it clear about who you are. Yeah, and identifying yourself. Where are you from? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Where I'm from is LBC, really difficult. whether it's LBC, Compton, yeah. yes, you know, exactly. Harlem or Bronx. East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, East Coast, West Coast. Very important. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Self-identifying. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was the beginning. That was the beginning. Um, even listening to it now, uh, I can really appreciate what a good producer Yendo mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely was... He knew how to put it together to make it sound... Kind of like something I was listening to as an eighth grader in the States. Yeah. Right? Very relevant. Yeah. Very, very modern and trendy. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The, uh, the, it's almost, almost a shocker. He mm-hmm. was not a musician. Yeah. He was a, just, a, just a really good dancer. Yeah. And him and Kim Sung-jae yes. was, was a former member of Hyun Jin-young and Wawa. Right. So they never really consider... They're um, part of the dance crews. They're going on the streets, yeah, like you said, yeah. looking for places to dance in, in the nights, nightlife scene of Itaewon, mm-hmm. which is a hub for foreigners here, Yeah, right? And that They're was really successful dancer. So th- that makes me even more annoyed because it, it means it's all <laughs> innate talent. The only reason, you know <laughs> so what? The only good. reason why Yi Do decided to produce himself uh-huh. was that he couldn't find the exact track he wanted to dance to. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. That's <laughs> he, he, he wanted to dance to something, but no one could make it, so he had to make it himself. It's like it's the same thing, wow. same thought process of Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he always singing while dancing. <clears throat> right. You know, he always choose the song that he really, uh, you know, feel like he's dancing, yeah, you know? Yeah. He really wanted to dance too. Mm-hmm. And Yeon though was uh was kinda of similar, mm-hmm. you know, he was he decided to, to make make some tracks because I mean he he just really needs some track he really wanna to dance to. Right. <laughs> he 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 can hear the beats in his mind but they don't exist in life. Mm-hmm. So he had to just put it down. And he was an amazing dancer and yeah. Kim Song was a fantastic yeah. dancer and he was a he was a trendsetter. I mean mm-hmm. he That's right. what what he wears, he's what, so charismatic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's so modern. I mean, yeah. we we used to talk about Yang Junior and how, how you know, 
innovative mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. But but look at look at Kim Sung Jae. You, mm. you just Google any photo of Kim Sung Jae, <laughs> and uh, you see you see some very trendy young yeah, men. Yeah, it's true. It's even true. even in today's just so today's super standards. cool. Yeah, super even today's cool. Look, I didn't have a lot of experience with Kim Sung Jae, like you said, mostly after the fact and mm-hmm. you know pictures and images. But yeah, he just exudes this yeah. coolness that. I'll never forget. No one will ever forget. Still fresh in our minds. People always talk about, you know, Lee Hyun-do and his genius as musician mm-hmm. and uh, his, uh, his skill as yeah. a composer and mm-hmm. uh, arranger. But without Kim Sung-jae, I, I don't think Deuce could be Deuce, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, that we true. know. Sure. The, just a just cool <laughs> dance duo yeah, yeah. with fantastic hip-hop. You know, the, the, the fashion. fashion. Was amazing. Yes. That, that was great. So, I mean... Mind-blowing. That... That... Uh, Integrity, mm-hmm. you know, as mm-hmm. a as a true hip hoppers, yeah. you know, whether it's fashion, yeah. music, yeah. attitude, the lyrics, these are all all, all these just individual mm-hmm. factors would could contribute to the, the greatness of of Deuce as a true pioneer of Korean hip hop. Yeah, it's amazing, and we we started off with very naturally their debut song, thirty years old now. It's amazing to think. Yeah, and uh, they progress so fast. Mm. Well, that's another good point. Because you you have to listen to the next song. Because yes. I mean, the first song that they ever created was Nadal Doraba. Okay. It was still kind of in a new jack swing. Yep. You know, it, it started with a very legitimately hip hop. Then uh, it kind of S- turned into turned into a more Korean Korean kayo tinged <laughs> yeah. melody. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, the R and B kind of like new jack swing vibe. Right. Right. But this song. Mm-hmm. From their fourth album, yeah, but only uh, two years later. Only two years later, you can, <laughs> which means that they were busy. They were wow. in the studio a lot, and their learning curve was just exponential. They're in the studio and they're in the studio at the same time. Right, studio, then the studio, <laughs> and then on stage. Yeah, and this song is called "Kulera Pasona," another huge uh, fan favorite issue um, song. You look at the title. Oh, yeah, the first one, "Nada exactly. Duraba." It's right. so simple, yeah. right? Now they're, they've got something to say. And what does that mean in English, folks? It's breaking off the yoke. Right? Wow. Yeah. Breaking off the yoke. Let's listen. We just listened to Kuleder Pasona, and that was from Deuce. Break off the yoke. Uh, Gating out of bridal is another title, but break off the yoke is the one that really captures their from, energy. Uh, yeah, from their third album, mm-hmm. Force Deuce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can already you can hear really tell the difference. That's right? true, absolutely. Uh, a much better handle on spacing out some of the uh, arrangement elements. Thicker dancer. Yeah. Um, um, nice introduction of the female. Vocalist, yeah, and the heavy maybe. brass sound, right? And uh, the, the the use of um, talk talk box, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, vocoder. vocoder, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, just really expanding on their game. You can absolutely. see the, so. the the evolution from uh, earlier New Jack Swing mm-hmm. influence all the way to the more funk uh, based R and B tracks. I mean, right. it definitely um, embraced uh, the you know current phase at the time yeah. the phase of uh, evolution of uh, American hip hop mm-hmm. it was so in uh, in 1993 mm-hmm. yeah it was uh, still the uh, heyday of uh, like a uh, new jack swing but right. 1995 yeah i mean you, you know that right uh, the the scene starting to change a scene little scene was scene became more greedier mm. and uh, street wise right and uh, so um the in the states it was a kind of kind of they 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 faced a really big change in hip hop and uh especially in the uh, in the mainstream realm yeah. so deuce was the same i mean they mm-hmm. started as a as a more of a dancer right you know new jack swing r and b side of hip hop musician but at this point yeah. 1995 mm-hmm. they they gone more legitimately hip hop oh, yeah i see yeah I see. So a little evolution, regardless of where the trends were going at the time. And uh, they were just getting better at their thing. 
even even in the very first song, obviously it does sound like early dudes. It yeah. sounds you like it because of the nostalgia of the, they they didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of hear that, but right. there's some energy there that still makes it like fun to sing along with. And then sure, cool letter persona. And then the next song we're gonna listen to, I always uh, I always want made me always all makes me always think that Yeondo-nim. He writes a good hook. Mm-hmm. So catchy. Yeah, his, so catchy. His hook, you know, and and but then there's also some quality about it that is very Yondo. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> you Yon- can tell he wrote it. Yondo very uh, was distinctive style of yeah. writing, which is that not a lot of people can say that for themselves. So I think it's pretty impressive. The next song is, I don't think it's very well sung, but <laughs> <laughs> it just drives me crazy. But it is my favorite Deuce song because yeah. it's got a great hook. It's just got a really pretty melody. I just don't know how he figured out how to, you know, build up towards this real kind of rewarding and satisfying hook. I don't know. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, listening to these these Deuce song, yeah. I, my biggest complaint was yeah. was his singing. You know? yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah. da, 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 da. He's too busy so dancing. Plain, right? <laughs> uh, but that itself... I don't know. Yeah. It became their I mean, own that, style. It was their own style, right? exactly. And uh, characteristic. <laughs> but this song, um, without much elaborated singing, yeah. th- this is still a bop. It's I mean, right? it's a great song. It's I mean, true. And also, this is uh, still is uh, Yi favorite composition. Oh, is it? Yeah. He, he said to me personally, you know, when, when we talk about the greatest song yeah. or the favorite song, mm-hmm. so I, I named a lot of like a more elaborate, more sure. expressive song. Then he said, he, uh, he, he, th- he thought about it uh, for a minute. Then uh, he said, well, you, you said uh, this song and that yeah, song, yeah, but yeah. song. <laughs> As a composition, it was a perfect song. Wow! You know, even better song than Kulera Basana or Lara wow. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised because mm-hmm. I always thought Yerumanes was a perfect song, mm-hmm. perfect composition musically. Yeah. But I, I was not bold enough to say that. that, right? Because this is such a such it's a true. popular song. That's true. That's true. And uh, everyone knows knows this song. So it's a I, song that comes back every summer. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah. I guess we nailed it. It's my favorite song. Okay. And there's something about it starts and then when you get to that chorus I feel really rewarded by that hook I don't know there's something about it let's listen here's Deuce with 여름 안에서 or In Summer Ah, 여름 안에서 in summer. Ah, Already feels like summer is going to be right song. around the corner. Isn't um, it amazing? Just, I really just love this one song. song you know, three or four minutes yeah. with, just, uh, with just a fresh, you know, brass yeah. sound yeah. and uh, the breaking waves. The breaking wave. That's a big That's a big part of ah. it. Uh, I, I remember the music video too. The very high saturation. White, blue sky, white sand, beach. Good bodies. Nice bodies. They, well, healthy, healthy looking <laughs> bodies. All right, what's, what about the next song that we're going to listen okay, to on our um, Deuce special commemorating their 30th anniversary here on K pop Outside? We're doing a little retrospective on this uh, groundbreaking group, really. I mean, just because the music sounds like so dated, we really can't discount the fact that there are elements that there's something that's just touched all of Korea's hearts and still so loved today. And you know what? These days, mm-hmm. the, the young Gen Z produ- yeah. producer, they they dig it. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, They were yeah. digging mm-hmm. this kind of stuff yeah, and yeah. trying to find a new, fresh, like, uh, a take approach. On it. Yeah, take. Yeah, absolutely. New trying it. Yeah, new trying. Uh, like, it reminds me of CGBT, Pagunchi. Yeah, She's trying to recapture. Yeah, sure. This is just what was speaking to even like you said, younger generations, mm-hmm. Gen Z producers, kind of tired of the the trending stuff. I mean, you know, for, these for, days. for many years, yeah. New Jack Swing, there was mm-hmm. such a such a chonsuro unumak. Of course, so outdated, so kind of. I mean, yeah, corny even. This sound we're listening to elements of New Jack Swing, those orchestra hits and the <laughs> beats. You know, it is very time specific. 
Yeah. It is very time specific. It's very, very late eighties. Yes. Early nineties. But the, the fact that here in the mid nineties that um, Deuce was incorporating it and actually making it a very mainstream sound for K-pop, right, right, a sound that would keep going on and on for at least a decade yeah. later. I mean, that is definitely something to commemorate and take a look at. Nobody was able to no. do that like Deuce or Lee Hyun. Yeah. The only competition, I would say, was Solid and Uptown. Right, but their right. approaches are kind of different. And they're still a little bit later. Yeah, Solid, yeah. Lee Deuce opened the door for even Solid uh, yeah, and Uptown. Uh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. The next song we're listening to, another just beloved, famous favorite, one of their signature songs. This is... Truly R and B side mm-hmm. of Lee Hyun Do. Oh, I mean, there we go. They're not just hip hop group. They no. did a great, quote unquote, black sound, nah. uh, trendy sound at mm-hmm. the time. And Lee Hyun Do was a huge fan of R and B. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he was not a good R and B singer, mm-hmm. but the composition and arrangement, right. as usual, right. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. This one was uh, originally. Uh, the recorded by Hyun Jin Young. Mm. So this is the the first composition he's ever made. Wow. Yeah, No Egeman. Yes. Uh, but he remade it uh, for for two albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, that's his right, by the way, you guys. If he's a songwriter, he can do whatever he wants as long as uh, he doesn't use that artist's version. So he just uh, decided to do his own version of it. Mm-hmm. So we get to hear his take. Here we go with Deuce, No Egeman, only for you. We just listened to Deuce with Noe Geman and Only For You. If you thought that New Jack Swing was all Lee Hyun Do she could do, no, look at this total slow jam. This sort of reminds me of that, uh, what is that, John B or something? Oh, is it? John B. Ba- baby. Baby face. Baby, baby, yeah, you feel uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about, that yeah, song? Yeah, yeah. Baby, can you feel me? Baby, can oh, Do you hear yeah. me? What's that song? It sounds like that. Yeah, or... um. One of the Blackstreet song, I, I I cannot pinpoint uh, exact song name. But it's a good R and B ballad. Good R and B. It's a good R and B. Maybe they could not um, really execute the vocals that great, but <laughs> you know what I like is that they just they didn't care. Literally zero technique. I I, I would say <laughs> like no no yeah something but, like that. But um, they they knew they knew that. And they tried their best. <laughs> tried their best, yeah. Because, like, to me, I think of it as Ian Du had a song in his heart, okay? Mm-hmm. He's the artist. He has, he's got to sing it. Um, and he did. And, you know, the fact that we all kind of recognize that when we hear it. Yeah. You know, we're not sitting around going, oh, that was not a good vocal performance. No, everybody loves this song, you know, singing it. And in nobody the, even cared. In and no nobody really even cared. cared. They were just that cool. That cool. At the time, only, you know, in, in R&B mm-hmm, scene, mm-hmm. there were only a few exceptions. Like yeah. Kim Johan. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Yu Young Jin. Right. But a lot of, like, uh, performers, mm-hmm. like uh, R&B, hip-hop, they were, they were not fantastic singers. Right, But right. they did it anyway. Of I mean, you know, With I mean, their own vibe. And, uh... you got to start somewhere, too, right? <laughs> you know, um, and, uh, you know, that that's... That's something that's really evolved. I mean, these days, the uh, R&B vocalists we have in K-pop today mm-hmm. is just, oh my gosh, just, they blow my mind. They're yeah, amazing. I mean, every aspect yeah. in, in K-pop is so elaborate, mm-hmm. you know, everything individually, mm-hmm. you know, the individual aspect is so, so much progress. But at the time, you know, you have to think about the, the trend at the time. It was, uh, every genre was was made and uh, performed by the uh, so-called singer-songwriter. Yeah. Uh, more of a producer right. than, a, than a singer. Like, right. Kung be next as right. well. The you know, all-around. Solid. Well, so, Kim Joon was different. Yeah. But um, anyway, Deuce as well. Yeah. They're they're more of a producer yeah. to self-produce their own material, mm-hmm. you know, embracing a lot of different genres mm-hmm. and uh, do it their own way. So, um, yeah, they, they have their own excuses. Absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah, they're totally excused. Yeah. And uh, our next song is not going to be a Deuce song, but a Kim Sung Jae song. Yeah. Kim Song Jae, uh, I mean, deuce. yeah, uh, great part. I mean, he uh, he performed 
uh, a wonderful role in uh, a, as a member of Deuce. Yes. I mean, he again Absolutely. he was a, he was a trendsetter. Yes. He did a lot of uh, artwork, mm-hmm. uh, the the covers. Yes, yes. You know, fashions and uh, another you multi talent. A lot of different decorations and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know the the very, things seemed very detail oriented. Yeah, detail uh, things in that, his fashion, but also in his performances. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he was a uh, he was amazing dancer. Mm-hmm. And Kim Sung Jae made his solo. Well, so actually Deuce broke up. Mm-hmm. But uh, in a good term, right? I mean, uh, because they, what they trying to do was yeah. was so different at mm-hmm. the time. Lee Hyun Do, he really wanted to become a full time producer. I see. Uh, rather than a performer, can it go back into the back behind the scenes kind of yeah. role? Yeah. So he right? um, he yeah. composed a lot of good songs mm-hmm. for a lot of Kaio singers mm-hmm. like Kim Jong Hwa and Jin right. uh, and everyone. Yeah. And Kim Sung Jae was he was he was so clear about uh, about his artistry. Yes. As as a performer, as uh, a dancer, right. as a dance dancer slash performer, yeah. right? So Kim Sung Jae made it uh, solo work mm-hmm. with a great help of a lot Ina- of help with yeah. with Lee Hyun Do. Yes. So mm-hmm. this song. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, the the first and only hit uh, of Kim Sung Jae, and, right. and the only song he released, the first album. Yes. And uh, he passed away uh, right after the Just first right performance. Just right after that first performance, uh, first performance. Uh, very tragically. Yeah, but um, the the thing is, the Lee Hyun Do admitted that this was one of the best tracks he've ever done. Wow. And uh, one of his favorite tracks. Of um, among all his production work. Wow, that's amazing! Right. Yeah, still a classic. Still a classic. Let's listen. Here's Kim Sung Jae with 말하자면, as I told you. We just listened to Kim Sung Jae's debut song, 말하자면, or As I Told You. You know, this is one of the first songs that I listened to that I thought was Juice, but yeah. apparently it is Kim Sung Jae. Well, sound-wise, it's it, it, so, this song is still, so Juice, right? Yes, it's so <laughs> Juice. So Yihando, that so. kind of typical, yeah. that hook, yeah. and, and uh, the new Jack beat. And, obviously and that the, the, catchy, catchy, yeah. catchy. He's got a really good sound for top liner. He's a great top liner. Yeah, yeah. It's fitting that we're going to end with Yendo's song for our last retrospective here on the phenomenon that is Juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Yendo and Kim Sung Jae—they're good friends. Yes. But they're they're a colleague. You know, they're um. They're bros. Yeah, they're bros, but yeah. uh, they're best friends. Best friends. They're like us. Started out together, struggled together, struggled together, rose to stardom together. I mean, that is just some beyond some next level bonding there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Bond closer than family. Yeah, yeah, different but closer. Yeah, yeah. Yeondo was unable to find another like his musical persona, yeah. like like Kim Sung Jae. Mm-hmm. He never he never found any like um, good teammate after then. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Uh, very sad loss, mm-hmm. uh, the big loss for them for their career. I mean, you can only imagine his, what a loss for Lee Hyun Do Shi himself. Yeah, yes, his personality mm-hmm. um, has been has been changed a lot since yes. uh, since the death of Kim Sung Jae. Still, Sung-jae. still a kind of mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Very tragic loss. Yeah. Uh, we don't know exactly what happened. There are a lot of. Sus- you know, suspicions yeah, and theories. Yeah, a lot of question marks question around marks. his um, just um, unexpected demise. But uh, after that, I do find it very fitting that Ihyondo decided to leave Juice as Juice, as mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. And then when he moves on, we see him producing here and there a lot of wonderful songs as himself, as Ihyondo. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Ihyondo actually wanted to quit. Oh, he didn't want to do music at all. No, mm-hmm. no, because of the... The tragedy, yeah, trauma. tragedy, trauma, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he came back. He came back wow. with uh, another hit, Sajahu, yeah. and uh, in the same album mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the very first solo album of Lee Hyun Do, D O. That's right, D O. Yeah. That's yeah. how D O for uh, old rock mania is uh, yeah. Ronnie James D O <laughs> yeah. for for me or you, it uh, is. Gen X. It is Lee Hyun Do, and for um, Gen Z or. It's an XO It's true, it's true. 
<laughs> so off of his first comeback album, after coming back to our the music thing, and we think we thank goodness that he did. Here's a song called "Chingu Wege" yeah. to my friend. Dedication we can to assume, uh, Kim Sung Jin. A dedication to Kim yeah. Sung Jin. What a wonderful way to commemorate uh, the phenomenon of Deuce in their 30th anniversary of their debut, with also a commemorative song. Uh, dedicated to um, Kim Sanjay. Well, I heard I like that, that he learned how to play piano to mm. compose something like this. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's, uh, wonderful. Yeah, it's a great wonderful. story. And, uh, yeah. He performed this song mm-hmm. uh, live, uh, live sometime, I don't know, sometime after Kim Sung-jae left. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an emotional performance. He never cried, but no. everyone was crying at the time wow. in that place. Uh, but he he performed uh, so beautifully, mm-hmm. and so the live version of this song is yeah. even more ah something to check popular out. Uh, than imagine. the original. Uh, but yeah, every time I listen to this song, mm-hmm. you know, in this song he said, uh, "When I when I see the see the birds flying, mm-hmm. when I see the well, see something, I always think of you. Mm. You know, why don't you come to me right. as a as a bird?" Ah, to talk to me, right? Because I, I I miss you because so much. I miss you. Yeah, so emotional. Oh, that's so yeah. touching already. So get out your tissues <laughs> and be prepared. <laughs> Congratulations again um, to Mr. Ian. I hope he's doing good now, right now. And uh, congratulations on his accomplishments uh, with Juice um, and for staying in the music industry for us. Taking us out, taking Youngde out is Chinguege to my friend. Thank you so much, Youngde, for this week's wonderful Thank you so much. commemoration. All right, taking Youngde out once again, Yundu. Chinguege to my friend. <laughs> That was Lee Hyun-do with his song, Chinguege, or To My Friend. A lovely way to end our show. We've got one more song to take us out, however. So let me say goodbye for today with Ulala Session and their tribute to Deuce, the song 사랑하는 이에게, To Lover. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow.